in three, two, one. In today's digital age, effective communication is the key to success, particularly in the business world. With video taking center stage in remote work and virtual meetings, it's essential to understand how to use this medium to its full potential. That's why I'm thrilled to introduce my guest, Alicia Baruti, an expert in video and human-centered communication. In this conversation, Alicia will share her insights on how to leverage video to enhance your business communication, build stronger relationships, and improve customer engagement. Join me now for an insightful conversation with Alicia Baruti. Well, hi, Alicia. Welcome to the program. We're delighted to have you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Now, where are we speaking to you from today? Where are you? I am in Colorado Springs, Colorado, sitting in my office at, I was going to say the Wells Fargo Tower, but it's now the Alpine Bank Tower. Uh, We've seen a lot of bank changes lately, so things can change. We have an office up in Calgary. Calgary and Denver are almost identical. They're right by the Rockies. We get the same weather systems. They almost look the same from the air. So anyway, we're delighted to have you. We're talking today about video and using video in our sales and in our business operations and how we can use video. And the pandemic has certainly changed things when we've gone to a virtual world. But let's back up a little bit. You're a national speaker. You talk on using video in sales and in business processes. How did we get there? How did you get into the video part of it? And yeah. then we'll talk about maybe some sales applications and business applications, how we can employ it. So prior to coming to BombBomb, I was actually a massage therapist for 13 years. So completely different career field. And yeah, I, I knew I needed something else. And so I kind of just happened into a support role here, entry level. And right away, I fell in love with the people, but I really, really fell in love with the product. It just made sense for me right away. I'm someone that just believes that human connection is really the most powerful thing we have. And so after only about mm, two months in sales, they were running a sales competition. And for us on support calls, if we upgraded accounts, they were going to pay us commission. And I very, very quickly was dominating and they were like, wow, this girl can sell. So I got moved over to inside sales and I was doing inside sales for about a year and a half. And then I was promoted to enterprise sales and I was doing enterprise sales for about a year and a half. And when I started doing enterprise sales, I very quickly realized that I liked being in front of groups of people and that I would rather sell to a group, especially I was doing a lot in real estate. I was responsible for growing one of our accounts in real estate. And so with broker owners, their agents are independent contractors. So they don't usually buy tools for their entire office. And so it's always with real estate, it's constantly like a one-on-one sale. But I was like, listen, if these brokers will let me just get in front of all of their agents, I know I can sell a bunch of them. And so that's what I started doing. And we realized my boss and myself realized that I was good at this. And they started giving me more opportunities for getting on stage. And I was still doing enterprise sales and I had a pipeline and a commission number I was expected to hit, but I was also going on the road and getting on stage and representing BombBomb at a high level. And one day, Darren Dawson, the president of our company, pulled me into his office and he said, Alicia, what's your dream job here? And I told him, I said, I love selling bomb bomb, but I don't want to have a pipeline anymore. I don't want to have a commission number over my head. I want to do more speaking and educating and being on stage and teaching strategy and getting people inspired to use video and talking about confidence on camera. And he said, that's what I need you to do. 
And I've been in this role for the last, I think, four and a half years. Well, and you've obviously achieved excellence at it. That's why I invited you to the program was you sent me a video and I thought, what a great example of a video and how to use video in a response or a follow-up mm. or in a sales conversation. And I mean, you hit all the elements just perfectly in my opinion, and I'm not an expert on the subject, but it's a matter of fact, it's something that we want to incorporate more into our process. And so do a lot of our listeners. Yeah. How do we use video? What strategies should we use? When do we employ them? So let's kind of dive into it. Video selling is probably the most powerful tool we could have in our arsenal in today's marketplace. What type of sales videos should we be making and when should we use them? So the interesting thing about what you said is that it's one of the most powerful tools in our arsenal right now, which I 100% agree with you. But the reason why it's so powerful is that it's about getting you back face-to-face with people, right? As sales professionals, we are our most powerful asset. If a robot could do our job, then they would have a robot doing your job. They sure would. They would have a website taking those orders. But most salespeople aren't order takers, right? We're sitting in our jobs because we're persuasive, because we are good communicators, because we're passionate, because we understand how to ask the right questions to solve the right problems. And so the power of video is that it's giving you that humanity back into the places where you're stuck relying on plain text emails and text messages. For example, at the beginning of a deal, when you're prospecting, when you're trying to get attention, most sales professionals are stuck sending emails, text messages, and voicemails, and they're all less perfect than you as a human being. And so video kind of gives you the best parts of you, your face, your voice, your eye contact, your personality in an asynchronous way. We're on a call right now. This is synchronous. We got to be live. But when you're sending an email, it's because you've got to send an email because they don't want to meet with you yet. And so video is just giving you some of that. And so a lot of people get stuck at the prospecting phase with video and they think that video is for prospecting and they never move it past that in their sales process. And so while it's really, really powerful for prospecting and getting attention and getting responses, in fact, we did a case study with one of the big four consulting firms recently. Can't tell you which one it was because we had to sign an NDA, but for their online sales team, we were able to reduce the amount of touches required to get a response from a lead from 10 touches down to three touches. So saves their reps a ton of time. They're shortening the deal cycle. They're getting faster responses, but then take it to the next level. What about places in the deal cycle where you start getting stuck? Like maybe after a demo, okay? You finally got them on a phone call you got them on a demo, but they have to talk to other decision makers. This is a point in a lot of deals where they get stuck. This is another really powerful way to incorporate video into that sales process, sending a video after a demo call and thanking them for their time and reviewing some of the high level points and giving them a video that they can then share with their decision makers powerful way to keep that conversation moving, handing a deal off from the sales point to your account exec or your account managers. This is another really powerful place to use video for the account managers to introduce themselves and say, we're so excited to be onboarding you. I'm Alicia. I'm going to be walking you through our onboarding process. I could spend four hours going through endless use cases. But the most important thing that you have to start thinking about with this kind of video is that this is for communication. So 
there's kind of three high level questions and then I'll take a breath so that you can ask another sure, question. Sure, no problem. But there's three high level questions that you can always ask yourself before you type an email or send a text message if a video is going to be better, right? So the first question, am I still establishing a relationship with this person? Do they even really know who I am? Because if they don't really know who you are, if they don't have deep, like well-established trust with you, then sending a video is going to be better. Okay. So that's the first time. Let's just unpack that real quick. So yeah. sending a video. So one of the pr first prerequisites that I believe in is that we have to have rapport. When we talk about people say, well, I've got to build a relationship and we don't do a good job of that. What we think is a good relationship, we actually kind of suck at. To me, it's rapport. Before we build a relationship, I've got to develop rapport with you. So I might need to connect with you. I might need to use something or mention something in common, some history, anything about building rapport with the goal of building a relationship. Are you in agreement with that? And yeah, then we can absolutely. Use for that. Yeah. yeah. So when I'm teaching strategy on first touch video or lead response videos, we don't do scripts because... That doesn't work for most people. If I give you a script, you're going to try and read it and it's going to sound like me and it's not going to help you build trust because it's going to sound forced, but right. I give frameworks. And so the framework for first touch video, when you're prospecting or reaching out to someone that doesn't know you is empathy, value, call to action. So empathy, align yourself with them right away. How can you align yourself with them? I always say for lenders, for example, sure. one of the first things you can say is, I know how overwhelming this process is and how scary it can be to give all of your deep financial secrets to a stranger. So just align yourself with them, just empathy right away. And then value. What is the item of value that you have to offer them for them to take the next step. That's not, I can't wait to help you at the end of the sale because you're asking them to make a huge trust leap. They don't even know right. who you are and you're saying you're excited to do business with them. So what's the next item of value that you have to offer? Is it a free white paper? Is it an account overview or is it, you know, whatever that next item. A demo, an evaluation. Yeah, of, demo. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. And then be very clear about what the next step is, right? That call to action, reply to this email, click here to schedule time, download this white paper or whatever it is. And so that's your real quick framework for that first touch video, empathy, right? Connect with them in some human way, offer them an item of value and then tell them what to do next. Oh, that makes sense. Well, for those who don't know, explain what a asynchronous video is and how it's being used today in business, in the business realm. So you've kind of given some ideas around communication, yeah. you know, with emails, part of our sales cycle. Why is it so important? Yeah. Well, anytime we send an email or text message, we're trying to either communicate information or get attention or anything like that. And so the asynchronous video is just being able to replace it in the places where you're normally stuck sending right. the plain text emails or the text messages. So a lot of people, when they think about video in their business, they think about video for marketing. That's their first thing that they think about is the social media or blasting a video newsletter which there's benefits to video on social media and there's benefits to using video in your mass sending. But the most powerful way to use this sort of, I record a video and then I send it to you for you to watch back when it makes sense for you. The best way to do it is to just replace some of the emails or text messages that you're already sending with a richer yep. form of communication. No, and it makes sense. We judge books by their cover. A picture speaks a thousand words. And yeah. a lot of times we might write something, but if I can meet you and get your personality or get your vibe, your persona, that can make a difference whether I want yeah. to meet you or not. Also the clarity, 
right? How many of us have sent an email or a text message that someone misunderstood because tonality was lacking? And so to be able to put tonality and clarity back into your messaging, to be able to communicate with empathy, an email does not communicate empathy or humanity in any way. Any of those instances where your humanity matters, where tonality really could make a difference. If you're trying to explain anything complex, right? I love it for answering questions because how often do you try and type out an email and you're like, how am I going to make this make sense? Well, what if you could just in your inbox, right? Which is what we do. We have a Gmail integration and Outlook integration, all of that. But right in your inbox where you're struggling to type the email, you could just move your mouse over and press a record button and the video pops up and you get to answer the question And then you just send it off the same way you would send any plain text message, the same way I sent you that video. This episode is sponsored in part by Rainmaker Digital Solutions, featuring ActiveCampaign. Looking to drive growth with customer experience automation? ActiveCampaign, the number one marketing automation platform for e-commerce, B2C and B2B companies, gives you the email marketing, marketing automation, and CRM tools you need to create incredible customer experiences. ActiveCampaign is the platform we use to reach, nurture, convert, and grow our business, and you can use it to grow yours. You can see why 150,000 plus businesses like yours choose ActiveCampaign to help them grow and become preferred in the markets they serve. You can also start your free trial by visiting our website and clicking on the ActiveCampaign trial link. As a bonus, we'll also give you a digital copy of my book, Becoming Preferred, How to Outsell the Competition. And in the interest of full disclosure, I am a shareholder in the company. Now back to my conversation with Alicia Baruti. You mentioned with your national accounting firm, they moved from 10 touch points and condensed that down to say three. Mm. How does that work? What's going on with that outreach that actually shortens it? Is it about the trust? Is it about we can save a five, six, seven steps in our process? Because traditionally we always taught five to seven touch points before you get the customer. I think that's more like 10 to a dozen now yeah. in today's world. And so in your experience, I'm working with the hundreds and thousands of different companies and individuals that you have. Have you seen that routinely across the board, not just with one client where it shortens that process? Routinely. That's one of the fun things about when we do these case studies with big firms, because we have the anecdotal stories that clients tell us over and over and over and over again, right? That's my favorite part about being a speaker is that I get off stage and people are like, can I tell you my story? And they tell me their success stories. And so anecdotally, we've seen that over and over and over again. It's fun for us to be able to have hard data and say, listen, here is the hard data on what it did. But I think there's two things that are really at play there, especially when you're talking about reducing the amount of touches and shortening the deal cycle. Number one, you do get a differentiation in the inbox because we all do the same thing. We open up our inbox and we kind of scan to see what's important. So if there is the word video in a subject line, well, right away, that's a pattern disrupt. And it's something we all gravitate towards right now anyway. In fact, they say that the amount of video that people consume online, the average consumers were gravitating towards it. And so you get the differentiation in the inbox, but you also get the differentiation from every other business email that that person may have opened. Receive that day. So do you recommend putting that in the subject line? Hey, I prepared a video for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Video in the subject line for one-to-one sending, which 
is most of what I do. Almost every single email has in the subject line video for, and then the person's name. So if I was sending you a video after today, it'll probably say video for Michael. And then thank you for having me on today. So video for, and then the purpose of the email. And you get a little bit of a bump in open rate. It's not a massive bump, but I mean, the key to email, (laughs) getting it opened. And so anything you can do to help get it opened. But the cool thing is that like the way we do video is that it's not like a link that then they have to click on that takes them somewhere else. For us, when I send you that video, you saw that video thumbnail. And so when someone opens up their email, you've got them to open the email. But now that they've opened up the email, they see a human face. And in a lot of cases, I teach to either using an app or a whiteboard where you can put the person's name on it. Hi, Michael. If you opened up an email and you see a smiling human face holding a whiteboard that says, hi, Michael, right? It's very, very compelling. And so the people that are doing prospecting really well, when we set them up with like, do it this way, it has such a huge impact because it's human right away. And so not only do you have the advantage that they're starting to build trust with you faster? Are you familiar with the familiarity effect? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's one of those things. The more they see your face, they start to feel connection to you in a way that an email would just never, ever replicate. Yeah. It never does that. Of, yeah. We've created email sequences and for our clients too, that will do the job. It'll get it open. We might get a 30% open rate, but it's getting them to actually take action on something. And I've always personally resisted. I've got the video tools and I've got all the setups, right? Cause we use them for our own production, but I've resisted just from a time constraint point of view. I'm going, okay, this is going to take longer than throwing a bunch of emails into a sequence automation, but it's really about quality over quantity here. Yeah. And the question I would have is, so on a one-to-one environment, you recommend strongly to actually personalize it, use the name. So hi, Alicia, this is Michael. I made this video for you, blah, blah, blah. What about using a group? Let's say I'm going after an industry maybe, or Mm -hmm. a group of consultants. And is there ever a time where I don't have to personalize it to the name because it's very relative to the vertical? Yeah. It's the same way as with any of your communication, right? There's going to be some of it that's hyper-personal. There's going to be some of it that can be more broadly sent. There's going to be some of it that's more evergreen, right? There are certain videos that you don't need to make personal, like an appointment confirmation. We have hard data showing across several industries that sending a video to confirm an appointment can give you an increase in your held rate by about 20 points. But you don't need to have a personal video for that. You can have a pre-recorded video that you've recorded one time that says, hey, it's Alicia from BombBomb. I'm so excited to meet with you tomorrow. Time and details for our meeting are down below this video. If anything changes, just reply to this video and let me know, right? So that's one that you record one time. And then every single time, I know when I was in sales, that was linked to my Calendly. So every time someone would book an appointment, on my calendar, rather than getting the plain text appointment confirmation, they'd get a video from me saying, I'm so excited to meet with you tomorrow. So that is a massive time saver. That's a good application. Yeah, that's a good application for that too. Great application for it. And it saves you a lot of time. It saves you time because you record the video one time, but it also saves you time because when you're getting more people showing up for your appointments, you spend less time chasing them and trying to rebook the appointment. And then the mass sending, very, very powerful for mass sending. I think the most important thing to remember is that bad email is bad email, whether you put a video in it or not. 
if you are sending poorly targeted mass campaigns out to a giant list that are not full of value, it doesn't matter whether you replace it with a video or whether you're sending plain text email campaigns. And so I think the most important thing to remember when you're using video in the mass sending there is you want it to be full of value chock full of value, right? Don't send a video out to a whole bunch of people talking about all of the accomplishments of your organization. They're going to, after a couple seconds, right? They're going to click out of it. So any kind of mass communication like that, you want to make sure that it's- Make it about them. Yeah, The story they're watching all about them. Yes. And why would it be an advantage for them to have that meeting? Because you're asking for time. Yeah. So when we ask for the time during that meeting, here's what we'll discuss, the value points, and then yep. like it's hyper value focused, because yeah. if it's not personal, there's this formula that I like to give because people always say, well, how long should my videos be? How long should right. my videos be? And people love to throw out this blanket statement of under a minute, which for first touch prospecting videos, absolutely. Because what I say the formula is, is the amount of value plus personalization divided by the depth of the relationship. Okay. So. If you don't know this person, it's got to be really, really high in value or hyper-personal. But if you have a really deep relationship with someone and you know that they know that you send good stuff, right? You can get away with sending a three-minute long video because they already right. know who you are and it doesn't have to be super personal. No. They know you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. So you maintain actually that this is probably the number one way to differentiate yourself in today's marketplace against the competition. There's a lot of competition in different areas. This is one way to do that because we bring, as you say, the human element to it. So talk a little more about that, but also in today's buying environment, it's not just dealing with one person. I'm not just dealing with Alicia anymore. I'm dealing with the team and I typically require consensus. Mm. So talk about how it's the number one differentiator tool, according to Alicia and how I use it to build consensus within an organization. Yeah. The consensus piece is really one of the things that makes video such a win. Because if I have a conversation with you, I have to hope that you're able to translate that information to the other Excellent decision point. makers, right? right. Which Whereas, rarely happens. Rarely does it happen. It's that whole telling a secret to somebody and you tell them to somebody and after four people, it's got a whole different version to it and meet, yeah. you just, you lose the gems. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So great way to do that. I love that because it's also like I do introductions over video, right? Because it's just this way of keeping the human element involved in it, which is where it comes back to that differentiation piece. Sales and business is about relationships. Those aren't buzzwords, right? The reason we used to go into people's offices was so that we could sit across the desk from them and shake their hand and be persuasive and help them to understand I'm a human being. I've got your best interest at hand. Look them in the eye, right? right. And so much of selling, we've lost so much of the humanity. And we as human beings, we can't avoid the fact that the way we make decisions is based on human elements of trust and familiarity and instinct and things that we Emotion. have evolved, yeah. right? That have evolved right. in us, right? And so anytime you can put that back into the entire sales process, it's going to benefit you even on a retention standpoint. The difference between a customer staying and leaving is not always the product because they can find that same product somewhere else 
else, likely. Yeah, it's going to be the they relationship get and a better your connection. Price. It's the relationship yeah. and the connection. You think about Apple has done such a good job of brand loyalty. People feel connected to Apple. Right. If you want people to buy things from you and to stay with your company, they need to feel connected to you. And if you don't have the marketing budget of Apple, maybe human connection is your next best bet right. to have them feel connected and stay connected. Well, it's that quality over the quantity. And from a connection point of view, it's like doing FaceTime or Zoom calls or whatever. It's better than if we were just doing a phone call. Yeah. We've got the body language component to it. I can see you. I can appeal to more of your senses yep. by using video. So remote work has become part of our new landscape in business. And the pandemic certainly brought that on and accelerated everything. I remember when the technology from BombBomb first started coming out and in the real estate market years ago, you're pretty much one of the forefront, you know, your advent guard in the space, who else did it, right? And so a lot of realtors did it. And we saw that through some of our clients did it as well. And it's been working remotely in today's world is kind of an adjustment for all of us. Is it predicted to change anytime soon? Or is it leveling out? Or is it actually increasing? I don't think it's going to change. Honestly, I just saw an article recently about all of these residential office buildings, how people are going to have yeah. to start figuring out what to do. But I don't think we're going to go back to an all hands on deck remote environment. I think we're just going to continue to see these hybrid work environments. That's another place where video, like this kind of simple video, right? Like right. everyone that's working remote uses Zoom or go to meetings or Microsoft Teams. Everyone's familiar with that kind of synchronous video, but it still requires jumping on a call with someone and having time on their calendar. But where we used to walk down the hallway and go over to someone's cubicle to ask them a quick question, we've lost that in the remote environment. But internally at BombBomb, we use video that way constantly. If I need to ask a quick question to a colleague, I record a video and I put it in Slack because it's faster. Yeah and easier for me to explain what I'm asking, right? With all the nuances, and I can listen to you differently than I can if it's just an email. Yeah. And I get the clarity, like you said, the tone, the yeah. human element to it. So no, these are good characteristics, which we don't always consider. Yeah. One more thing on the remote work. If you are in a position of leadership. Our leadership team sends a Friday update video company-wide every single Friday because we used to have that in person, right? And so every single Friday, either our president, our CEO, our COO, someone from the leadership team sends out a four or five minute video company-wide, just kind of talking about wins for the week or where we're at or that type of thing. Again, a great way for a leader to maintain some of that face-to-face, -face, that human element, the trust, the relationship in a remote environment where it doesn't require everyone jumping on a meeting on Friday at noon. You don't have to do that, but you can communicate as the leader, show up, as the leader, communicate yourself, thank everyone for the great week, pump everyone up, and everyone watches it when it makes sense for them during their day on Friday. No, it does make sense. And it's a good tool for communication. I mean, we'd rather see it in videos versus a text or an email. We'll always have it. It'll still be there. It's good means of communication. But for that one-to-one -one or that interaction, I think you're right. Why are some people hesitant to be on camera and find these tools a bit of a challenge? Like, yeah. I know you run into this quite a bit. People do the emails. They're just scared. They don't like themselves on video. They don't like how they look. They don't know how they sound. How do we overcome some of those issues? Yeah, Michael, this is the most human of problems. I often 
will even show quotes from highly paid professional actors and actresses that you know and love who have said out loud that they don't like watching themselves on video or they don't watch their movies back because they can't stand watching themselves. And so they see all the flaws, they see all their self-image issues. Exactly. (laughs) This is what we all do, right? We all are our own worst critics. And so I always think the most important thing is to remember that it's not about you. Video isn't about you right? And so all of those things that you pick apart about yourself, no one is paying attention to that. You have value to offer that is not attached to how much hair you have or how skinny you are or anything like that. And so I think it's really, really important to remember that this is about you providing the value that you have to offer your clients or whoever it is. And it really, it's a hard shift for a lot of people. It's one of the hardest things that people encounter with doing video. It's not the technology. The technology is easy. The hardest thing that people have to encounter is overcoming some of those self-limiting beliefs. Like I'm not good enough for video. I not pretty enough for video. I have a face for radio, Alicia. That's like overcoming those <laughs> self-limiting podcasts, yeah. yeah. But here's right. the cool thing. Okay. Yeah. Number one, I always recommend when you're getting started, don't watch your videos back. Don't watch it. Think about it like it. a voicemail, record it and send it. Cause if wow, you start, that's good advice. When you're getting started, everyone gets stuck in that. They watch it back and they re-record and then they watch it back and they re-record and they watch it that's back. That's why I meant time <laughs> issue involved. If you're a perfectionist, you're going, I can't send this out there. Right? You have to listen. I will tell you what the videos that are more human perform better than videos that are perfect and polished. People always are like, can we have filters? How come you won't let us edit our videos and things like that? Because they won't perform as well for you because people want to see a human being. And so I always encourage people at the very beginning, don't watch it back. You've got to just build the muscle and keep doing it. And the cool thing is that most of our customers tell us that it only actually takes sending the video about eight times before you stop obsessing over it. That doesn't mean recording a video eight times that you never send. This means that recording a video and pressing send and sending it to someone, it only takes doing that like six to eight times. And then you stop obsessing over it and you just realize that no one cared. You didn't get a reply that said, why did you send me that? In fact, you probably got a reply that said, wow, I've never seen a video like that. Let's chat. Yeah. Or you really suck in video, but hey, it looks like you're interesting. So I'll talk to you anyway. People yeah. don't say that though. You'd be surprised. Oh, I know. People are kind. They are, are kind. kind. And most of the platforms all have guides and tutorials to do it, but that was great advice. Just record it, get it out the door, yep. send it. You just wanted a quality product out there because it represents that brand, right? So people will get over it six to eight times of doing it and you're kind of at it. Now, obviously yeah. you're a master at it because you've been doing it a long time, but there's more to consider when it comes to showing up on video, say versus a phone call and an email. For instance, we've got lighting, your lit well backgrounds, we have angles, how we dress. Yeah. What are some of the components that a video should include so that they come across professional? Yeah. So lighting is a big one. You just want to make sure that you have light coming from in front of you. I have a ring light. Sometimes it looks better than others, depending on what the window outside is doing, but you don't even have to get a ring light. You can have a desk lamp. Just you want to make sure that you do have light coming onto your face, but the lighting is more for you and less for them because people will watch a video with bad lighting. The audio is also really important. Now that's that's a critical part of it. Yep. That does not mean you have to go out and buy an expensive microphone. It just means that like, if you're in a crowded environment, maybe use headphones. It's better for them to be able to hear your video 
with you having headphones on than for you to feel like you don't look silly with headphones on. I promise you there are thousands of sales reps all over the US and Canada sending videos with headphones on. It's okay. You want them to be able to hear you. Okay. So lighting kind of important, but not the end all be all sound. Make sure that they can hear you because if they can't hear you, they're going to stop playing it right away. Now, best practices. You want to make sure that your camera is at eye level or just a little bit above. First off, when people record videos where their camera is down real low, there's two things. Number one, you're not going to like the way the video looks. You're going to be like looking at your double chin. You're going to say, I'm never going to send that. But number two, psychologically speaking, when someone watches that video back, they're going to feel like you're talking down to them. It may not even register in their brain, but when you're talking about like for sales and wanting all of your psychological triggers to be working in your favor, if that video, if they're watching it and you guys are at about at eye level, then it psychologically, it's more a mutual experience, which brings me to the eye line. Okay. This is the hardest thing for people to get over, but you've got to look right into that little pinhole camera and talk to the camera instead of watching yourself and talking to yourself. Yeah. Right? right. In some cases, it's an inch of difference. But when you're talking to someone, you know if they're looking in your eyes or not, right? Right. Yeah. And when and so someone is watching a video back, if you are watching yourself, your eye line will be down. But if you're looking right into that little pinhole of the camera, when they watch the video back, they're going to feel like you are speaking directly to them. That makes sense. And it's getting used to it. And you yes. can practice a few times and talk and get the equipment, the lighting. There's some rules and we call it the rule of thirds. thirds. You know, you just want a little space above your yeah. head. You don't want it or two thirds of it. Yeah, exactly. And, and put yeah. yourself in framing and you can get help. There's lots of instructions. There's lots of YouTube videos. A lot of the yeah. platforms offer, but here's the best way to do it. And again, sound is better. It's like for our podcast, we use headphones, good microphones and sound is important. Like if you're just using your camera sound, if we're doing certain meetings or Zoom meetings and people are just using a little tiny microphone and it's far away, well, you really should have, it could be a Yeti, a Blue Yeti, whatever it's going to be. The equipment's not expensive, is it? Like to have a first class setup, you really don't have to invest a lot. It's not. Honestly, even most webcams, if you buy an external webcam, the audio in them is going to be good enough. I think the important thing is for people when they're getting started with this kind of simple video <laughs> is to not let the tools bog them down. Right? right? Because you can record a really compelling, awesome video for sales right from your phone and send it off. Right? So don't let the technology be a hurdle, but yes, you can get ring lights or a good little external mic or an external cam to make the quality better, but it's more important that you actually do the video and not let yourself get stuck up in the, I don't have a proper microphone. I'm not going to send it, right? You're not recording podcasts. You're just communicating to the people that you're communicating to already just in a more efficient and more persuasive way. Oh, it makes sense. So what holds people back from integrating more video in their business process and their sales process? What's holding them back? Is it the intimidation on the equipment? Is it, hey, I don't want to look dumb. I don't want to look foolish. What do you hear? Yeah, I think sometimes it's the, I'm not really comfortable with how I look or sound. I don't want to be foolish. I think that's a minimal piece that people definitely deal with. I think another big one that I hear from people is like, eh, I tried it. It didn't work. Well, what did you try? Because I promise you, like I absolutely promise you that sending a video in place of some of the emails that you're already sending is going to be more effective. Now, did you structure the email poorly? 
Did they not open the email because they didn't know there was a video in there? Those types of things can play into it. And so I think honestly, what holds people back is either their misperception about what it is or what it's for. Oh, it's just for prospecting or uh, it doesn't really work very well, that type of thing. I think there's a misconception around there. But then I do think that there is people kind of get stuck in that, like, okay, I know that video is better and I know that I should be sending video, but what video or when to send the video? When should it go in the touch point, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I really recommend if you're going to start incorporating video into your sales process or into your business, you've got to start with one or two touch points that you need to move the needle on first. Because if you just start, if you just blanket or like, oh, we're going to use video now, your people are going to get lost. No one's going to know when to send a video. You're not going to be able to track success. You're not going to have metrics on it. But if you can say, okay, at this specific point, we're spending a lot of money on leads and we're not converting them. Great. Start video there. Maybe you guys have an awesome ISR team that is getting people to schedule appointments, but you have a lot of people no showing for appointments. Okay, great. Then let's focus there. You've got to mm. start focusing on one or two places that you need to move the needle. Underperforming and areas in your marketing or holes or yeah, gaps. Yeah. Good, so good insight. Systematize mm. that, right? Don't right. just yep. like blanket say, oh, we're using video now. Nope. We're going to do it in this one place and we're going to get really good at it. And we're going to solve this problem. And now we're going to try video in another place to solve another problem. No, it's smart. And whether you're onboarding, whether you're bringing in a client, the interaction at the end of the day, they deal with human beings. And sometimes that is the difference. Let's say if we're building a relationship by video or through video, in addition, that gives you a leg up on the competition. So it's something to stretch. It's to go into your comfort zone and go beyond it, go to those boundaries, break those boundaries and know that it's okay. And even if you screw up a little bit, that kind of makes it more interesting. Does. So just to summarize, then we know that video breaks through the inboxes that put it in your sub lines it makes a difference great way to build relationships and rapport at a distance and remotely as well obviously if you can meet them personally face to face that makes good sense it helps you explain complex topics in a simple way or answer questions in a simple way they help you save time video messages they're fun they could be the bright spot in their life that day it might be just a happy birthday or a friendly message or happy anniversary and it helps you accelerate the deal cycles so it helps to shorten that cycle by building that relationship quicker hey i like this person i want to work with this person. Any others you can think of? I mean, you just listed off a whole bunch. There's lots I mean, here on this. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you sell, whether you serve customers or whether you educate customers, you're better face-to-face. -face. And so start thinking about the places where you would rather communicate the information yourself than the words in the email and start there. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Alicia Brudy, where do we find you? How do people get hold of you? On LinkedIn? Yeah, LinkedIn is a great place to find me. I'm the only Alicia Baruti, B-E-R-R-U-T-I. You can also follow me on Instagram. I'm much more active on Instagram than I am anywhere else. Yeah. You have an offer for our listeners too, because of your role over at BombBomb. We do. Uh, there's a book that they've just released and it's offered at BombBomb. You can buy the hardcover copy of that book, or I believe there's a download as well. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes, but it's called Human-Centered Communication, and it's all about how being more human in your sales process is going to benefit you, make the world a better place, help everyone make some more money, all things like that. But you absolutely can download a free digital copy. Well, we appreciate you being our guest today and sharing all things video and using video in our sales and service and business processes. And you're certainly a great ambassador for the topic and for the subject. And I know you've seen success with this over your years and experience over 
at BombBomb. And thanks for spending some time and sharing it with our listeners as well. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. This podcast is created and associated with Summit Media. My executive producer is Beth Smith and director of research, Tori Smith. The fee for the show is that you share it with friends when you find something useful or interesting. This podcast is subject to copyright by Summit Media. Goodbye.